0: She's on a passionate mission to change the lives of women. Since her days where she felt lost, had no one to confide in, had issues with body image and a terrible relationship with food, she now helps women to re-love themselves. On her journey of self-realization, she's participated in multiple fitness competitions, spoken on stages across Ontario, run boot camps for hundreds of clients, and provided professional makeup artist services for photo shoots, competitions, models, and magazines. These journeys and experiences have given her the expertise to help you achieve your own goals, whether it be to lose weight, connect on a deeper level with your loved ones, or to learn just how important it is to take time for yourself. You'll feel amazing, beautiful, and strong. Welcome to Relove and Rise. This is your life coach, Amanda Gazzola. Hi, this
1: is Amanda Gazzola from Relove and Rise, and I'm here with the ambitious Michael Holly today. One of the things that makes him so special is his determination when it comes to business, personal development, and goals. And this is what we're going to be chatting about today. Michael Holly just went through an incredible experience in the last six months that has really been something that he's been wanting to do for years, but afraid to take on it. Michael's ambitions were to become an airline pilot. However, in grade seven, he read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and decided that he didn't want to be stuck in a rat race like others he knew and committed to becoming financially free he decided he was going to get into business was the best strategy for that Mike tell us a little bit other than the bio tell us a little bit more about yourself and if you want to stem on this uh, new adventure that you're on let's start from there
2: yeah well yeah so basically uh, I uh, that's that's largely the story of how it got started and I guess you know, it's been interesting because I've always had fascination with uh, growing and getting better. And I'm a very naturally competitive person. So early on, I, uh, again, like grade seven, I was reading Ristad Portad, like set off a huge, uh, just like light bulb moment. And so um, my my passion originally, because basically I went into high school and I was never good at school. Um, and I struggled a lot. Like it took me forever to learn how to read. Like I was, I was technically, um, I, I diagnosed with like a learning disability and so yeah and so basically I I had it was very very challenging but I was homeschooled as a kid and my mom had a law I was very anyways a lot of trouble and then uh, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and I was fascinated with money and how to become financially successful and to me that's what success looked like was becoming financially becoming financially successful and so reading Rich Dad Poor Dad um, I realized that school was not the most effective way to do that and Ever since then, I, you know, through high school and even going to Queen's, like I I went to Queen's Commerce, which a lot of people consider to be this really, really prestigious uh, school. And it is, like I had a great experience in terms of the school and in terms of the people I met, but I was really disappointed with the education I got, like what I actually learned. And so ever since then, my passion has been about transforming the educational system. And that's changed a bunch in terms of what it means, but I've really, the overarching goal for for what I've decided is I want to unleash potential, Right. And so I, I thought a lot about this because I was, was originally thinking of writing a book. And so that leads right into what we were talking about, self-awareness, because I realized that, um, you know, I'm a very extreme individual, right? Like, I'm not sure if you've done, have you done Myers-Briggs before?
1: Nope.
2: Okay. So I'm a huge fan of Myers-Briggs and basically it's a personality assessment that, that you want, it, it puts you in a category of one to 60 personalities. And so anyways, that really helped me understand for the first time that, because I'm a very logical um, very like uh, structure planning kind of person. And for the longest time, I just thought people who weren't like that were just like something was wrong with them. You know, I was just like, why are they so emotional? You know, like what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, and and so anyways, going through that and learning about that, I realized like, wow, it's not that there's anything wrong with people or that there's anything wrong with me. It's that we're all different. And so anyways, that's where it kind of leads right into the self-awareness pieces oh. because I realized, and, and Gary V really, Gary Vaynerchuk really turned me on to this idea of like, the the core thing is you got to find out what is different about you and how that relates. So, yeah.
1: I find that so interesting because I'm just going to kind of go back to your school and high school experience, because this is where, you know, a lot of shaping's done and your limiting beliefs are just pretty much either going in a good way or a bad way. And I find that because, you know, school's not my strongest force for either. um, My confidence from that, like, I don't know if yours you didn't speak in regards to that but if I was going through that I wouldn't be in the rich dad poor dad that may be what helped you but I feel like my confidence like it just went down the shit tube right there yes like yours yes. you knew how to work with it or what was your experience like with your confidence from that uh,
2: just so I'm clear you're talking about what was my experience with confidence related to how when I was doing poorly in school
1: yeah yeah
2: well it's interesting because my mom my parents have always been very very supportive they're always kind of the individuals that like you can do whatever you whatever you set your mind to and so i i never i don't feel like i ever had a lack of confidence in myself like i always knew for some reason i always had this belief that i would just be awesome at whatever i did and that sounds arrogant but i just it's a it's a belief
0: that's great and i just
2: and and so reading rich dad poor dad i think for the first time i realized that that just because i was bad at school or i wasn't doing well with fractions or whatever. Um, like I distinctly remember this period where I was trying to under, I, my, I was took me forever to learn fractions, and I remember just like sitting at my desk like crying because I could not understand what fractions were, <laughs> like why we needed them. Totally here, it just yeah. bothered me so much, and uh, and I just remember that very vividly. And so, uh, but reading ristad Port out, what that did is it made me realize, and because at the time success to me meant money, and so I realized that mm-hmm. people who made a lot of money aren't necessarily smart at school, right? And uh, it's, it's kind of it's kind of the thing of like the the C students hire the B students who hire the A students you know and it, it's kind of like it kind of got me in that frame of mind of like hey if I want to make a lot of money I don't necessarily need to be good at school so honestly it never really affected my confidence
1: that's great and
2: it it honestly gave me a reason to say like I don't need it's, it's almost like an it became sort of like an excuse because like I don't need to be good at school yeah yes yeah. so,
1: yeah, yeah. well that's like a way to drive you to you just know that you need like obviously you're your high school certificate to get yeah. to where you need to be, but that's really awesome. I just wanted to touch base on that because I thought yeah. that when you're saying that, I'm like most people, and I was including myself, went the other way where it, they just like let that define that this is me, this is who I am, yeah. but you realized and it knew that it could it was something you had to do to get to where you need to be so totally. that's
2: cool and i think on that note i think one of the things that really helped me was sports because I, I i was always it's funny because I'm, I'm obviously quite tall but i wasn't actually that tall when i was younger like i was a late bloomer by by like like i was always kind of average height and then i suddenly grade seven i just like sprouted yeah so before that i was kind of always average um but i was always good at sports like i love sports very competitive and so to be honest, I think sports is what got me through because as so, like, especially in high school. Like I, I, my family was going through a very rough time when I was, when I went into high school and that's one of the reasons why my mom stopped high, uh, homeschooling us. And uh, I just instantly ran into running. Like running became like my life at that point. And my, I, like my, literally my identity was I'm a runner. And what was challenging about that was in grade, in grade, uh, grade 12, I got in my, my, I went through that massive growth spurt. And so I had this massive, uh, uh, growth problem in my knees. And so I had to stop running. And so I had to kind of like reshape myself from, from being my identity, being a runner. So anyways, very, yeah,
0: it's yeah. It was,
2: yeah, So to be honest. So I, the point of that was to say, I think sports is where I got my sense of value. So I never, I never felt just cause I'm not been good at school. I never felt like that mattered too much. It was like, I'm good at something else. So yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's about taking that time and like learning more about you. What makes you happy? Right what what we thrive off of what bring who brings you down so it's like yes. you, like the self you already were are starting to figure out all this awareness around you pretty much
2: yes, yes.
1: and so speaking of self-awareness because I really want to get even more narrowing in this topic and understanding yeah. because you that is one thing that you like you can tell that even from your grade seven to growing through high school to where you are now you are very aware of what you need to get to where you need to be so
0: mm.
1: let's uh go in yeah i don't know how to bring like get go even into yeah. the, even deeper but what is it about self-awareness that you think most individuals most women have a trouble with like because we basically go into a situation and we're like what can i do how can i help and then sometimes you get lost into that moment i guess mm. right yeah. so when do you ever feel that something is not within your value that how yeah let's learn yeah. more about your awareness mike
2: yeah well it's kind of interesting right because i was raised in a very traditional christian household I, again i was homeschooled um so so and i think part of it was I like i'm one of six kids so i have four sisters and one brother and so i was raised in this very big family mm-hmm. and so i think part of it was i became very aware I, well i shouldn't say very aware but i people told me that I wasn't good at certain things early on. And I think when I, when I talk about stuff, when I think the whole conversation around self-awareness is realizing, I think the biggest thing is realizing what you're not very good at, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think most people, and, and like, I'll just talk for myself cause I don't like preaching. Um, it's like, the thing I've realized about myself is the more I learn about what I'm not good at, it's almost like that to me is self-awareness. Like you've got to, cause I think I'll, like when I was younger, I would, I would, um, when I was younger, it sounds weird, but, when, when I think a lot of times I would lie to myself about like, oh, I'm good at this, or oh, I'm good at that. And it was almost like, because a lot of that's the ego, like you're trying to protect your ego, right? Yeah. And it, like, for example, one of the most uh, important concepts I learned was Tony Robbins' six human needs. Yeah. And one of the things I realized there was we all have a need to feel important. And that was the, my primary need at, at, you know, early on before I went to Tony Robbins was significance first and then certainty second. And so everything for me came down to, I need to feel important, need to feel important. And so self-awareness, the challenge with that is, um, a lot of times, I think the challenge is people trying to avoid learning about what they're not good at because they want to feel important and they feel like if they if they learn about what they're not good at or they expose those weaknesses or they show the underbelly, then they'll be less important. And so I went through this amazing experience in, I believe it was second year, I think it was second year university called the Landmark Forum. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Have you heard of Landmark before? No. Nope. Okay. So no, so it's so it's really cool. So uh, it's funny, actually, because I, I was part of a network marketing group uh, while I was in university. And, and also, I, w- I was part of Student Works Painting. So, I was part of these two really, you know, success-oriented business. And for me, again, success was money at that time. And what happened was I, I looked at the top people, and they, and it seemed like the common denominator was they all had done this thing called Landmark. And I asked them, like, what is Landmark? And they just wouldn't, they wouldn't really tell me. They're just like, you have to kind of go. So so bothered me. And so, I assumed it was this sales course, right? It's like, okay, well, obviously, they're successful business-wise, so better at sales. And so I just kind of blindly, I, I, you know, I saved up a bunch of money and then I just blindly signed up. I was like, hey, this is what I need to do. And so I went into this course called Landmark Forum. It's a three-day weekend. Um, and it was not sales pretty much at all. And so what happens is in the forum, you're there with probably about 150 people and they sit you down. And the question is, where in your life do you feel a lack of power, freedom, or full self-expression? So any, pow- any lack of power, any lack of uh, freedom, any lack of self-expression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, you know, are pretend early on. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. But over the course of the weekend, they keep asking it, and you slowly like let let side yourself out. And what I realized was because at that time I was very guarded. It was like you know I thought that I needed to be this very strong, independent, you know, success oriented guy who like you know I can do anything I want. And I'd always undervalued the side of like feeling and emotions and like being vulnerable. It always bothered me pissed me off honestly I was like that's stupid like ignore that but over the course of the weekend they what I realized was I was I wasn't be well I wasn't willing to be vulnerable um because I was scared mm-hmm. that people wouldn't accept me if they knew that I had all this crap underneath so the surface true. Yep. right and so um and so over the course of that weekend I because uh, at the time my, my parents got divorced in, in uh, while I was in high school and I used running as kind of an escape to, t- to not deal with the fact that all this crap st- stuff was happening at work uh, at home and so um and so i i i and so we kind of had this like okay relationship but it but there was something missing right and and we i didn't really put my finger on it so i I was one of the i called every week how's it going but it was a fake conversation right It was kind of like just you know doing the routine
1: yeah and
2: what i what i realized when i went through the forum was that i had had all this um pent-up resentment again specifically against my dad because for me, I, I felt like um, a man's responsibility is to provide for his family and we, we'd always struggle financially. So I, I'd always been pissed off at my dad because I thought, you know, you're a man, you should provide, like, you kind of failed, And I was mad at my mom because I felt like, you know, especially as from, from, from coming from a Christian household, I felt like they should have made it work, you know? And so, anyways, over the course of the weekend, I realized that you're, you're not being vulnerable because you have this lack of power when it comes to your relationships, right? And you have this lack of, trust and so anyways over the course of the weekend I called them both up and I just was authentic and I shared what was going on and I was and I felt hurt and all this stuff. And what I realized was people are able to connect with you so much more when you're vulnerable about what's really going on. You know and this is especially challenging with social media. And this is why like I, I went on social media very intensely a while ago um for probably like four months and I was just like putting out this this front of like oh I'm successful. Oh I'm ambitious I'm the best at this and the best at this. Um, and then I finally got fed up with it because it's it, that, it, a lot of the critiques people have about social media is that there's, you're always comparing each other, right? Which you okay. can do. But what I realized was I, I made a decision that when I went back on, back on social media, I was going to be authentic. I was going to be me. The person you know, who's doing the videos is going to be the guy who's also behind the videos, right? They're not going to be different. And that's really hard because it's uncomfortable, right? Like, it's you know, so telling, telling you certain things that I don't feel are weak. It's very uncomfortable, Right. But to me, that was the first step in self-awareness is being willing to be vulnerable about the things I'm not naturally good at or the things I'm struggling with. And, but what, what's amazing, I realized was people, and to be honest, there's obviously people who are always you know, critiquing you. But I realized the vast majority of people are totally willing to accept you and love you for who you are if you're willing to be vulnerable and real. Because the fact is we all know we, we have crap going on. We're, no one's perfect, right? And so it's almost, it's almost worse. Like when you're putting up this front of, I've got, I'm perfect. All this amazing stuff is happening. You know, everything's fine. And when you put up this front, people can't relate to it because they think, well, I'm really this person who's really pathetic at this and bad at this. And you know, Amanda must be so amazing at this, or Michael must be so amazing at this. But what, what I realized was that when I actually expressed, Hey, like I'm, I'm not very good when it comes to relationships. I'm not very good at expressing that I, that I care about people. Right. It makes me uncomfortable. I got, I've heard about this. I'm, and all this stuff, I'm not very good at education and all this stuff. When I expressed that, people said, oh, Michael's a real person. He's like me. We, you know, we're, we're both two pathetic individuals, you know, and and, and you can connect. And so, the, so for me, was it was a very open experience. And that's really been the start of this whole self-awareness thing. So and I want to share the the best activity I've ever, I've ever had on the self-awareness piece was, again, a landmark course. It's called the Self-Expression Leadership Course. And what happens is it's a four-month program. And over the four-month program, they do these things called uh, landmark interviews. And so what happens is, for example, let's say I know you, right? And so, you know, you know me, and I know you, and some, some there's some sort of relationship there. So then I call you up and say, okay, and this this is very uh, uncomfortable when you first start doing it, but it becomes so much easier. So I call I call you up and I say, hey, Amanda, um, would 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 you be open to having a conversation with me for about 20 minutes? I'd love to. You know, I, I really am trying to better myself and I would love your honest feedback on something. And I say, sure? And then again, I kind of reinforce, Amanda, like, I want you to be completely honest. Like, I, I this is for my betterment. I really need you to be honest. Because most people aren't willing to be honest with you because they're worried that it's going to break the report. But,
1: yeah, and what you're going to think and you're like, holy, yeah.
2: Exactly. And so the first question is, what are my strengths, right? And, or, or you can start off with, what are, we, what are your weaknesses? But then you have them go through and list, okay, what are my strengths? And then you would say, well, you're good at this, and you're good at this, and you're good at this, and they say, okay, great. What are my weaknesses, right? And people are scared of almost telling you what you're weak at
0: because they're like, I
2: don't know, is he gonna, is he gonna <laughs> get this? You no. Know? And um and and so what are your weaknesses? And then it's another question is, um you know, what does everybody think? You know, so for example, we're related through Liam. Uh, sorry, make uh, make your mark. Yeah. So I would say, hey, Amanda, when you get together with a bunch of other make your mark people, and you guys are sitting around, and I'm not around, and my name comes up, what normally is discussed, or what would you think would be discussed? And again, people are like, eh, I don't know if I want to tell them this, you know, <laughs> but it's like, then there's that. And then there's, you know, what, you know, what, what's one thing about me that you wish w- would either be different or that I could do better that would improve our relationship. Right. And anyway, so there, there's probably about six of these questions, but as you can imagine, very uncomfortable. Yeah. But over, but, so anyways, I, I did this course of the SEOP and I did probably about 19 of these, right? And what I realized you went to
1: 19 people? Yeah, literally, wow. 19,
2: yeah, 19 different conversations, right? And I did, that was the first SEOP, and I went back and coached. And I did another probably 10. So in all, I had about 30 of these. And what I realized over time was I actually had been much more self critical on myself than they had been on me. Right. I've been making up all these stories about what people had been thinking about me. Right. So it's like, oh, you know, Amanda probably thinks I'm an arrogant person who thinks I know everything. And it's like and then I actually ask you and you're like, yeah, you're you're probably not the best at this, but you're I like I like this about you. And and what it does is it clears out all the story. And so that's been probably the best thing I've ever learned in terms of self-awareness. And and again, doing it with more than one person, because you're going to have the extremes of like, oh, this person really doesn't like you or this person absolutely loves you what's the core what's the medium right yep. and once you do that the the awareness you get is unbelievable so oh.
1: holy so that yeah. is definitely like peeling back that onion and yeah. like layer by layer by yeah. layer and that's that is one of the most scary <laughs> most vulnerable things i think you can do but totally. i mean look at i cuz i look at you and uh, you literally are one of the most self-aware people that know exactly where you're going what you want what you need to do, but you know, you've done, this is what you've had to do. Mm. And it is, it does take a lot of balls to do something like that for sure. My biggest experience was make your mark and realizing that people were controlling, like I I was letting people control my happiness, even though I was in, I thought I was in control. I'm like, I, and the fact is I was losing so much more control, but when I started realizing and started facing and figured out, how to work with people a lot better. Like, you know, I, for instance, my mother-in-law, mm. um, I called her up on that last day because uh, I had to go and compete after. And mm. I just basically said, you know, I want to start fresh. I just, I want us to be a family because in the end, I she has a no, but I feel like I, I had to be in control. But before that, I didn't talk to her for probably about nine months because of wow. her falling out. Wow. So that awareness, but now our relationship is better because I literally had to be vulnerable and break down those barriers so that I can maintain a relationship because I mean nine months of not talking it holds a lot of heavy heart but at the same time so many years like that we have to go together so how can we make this work and realizing that you know she doesn't need to I didn't need her to I didn't sorry how do I say it this I just wanted that better relationship, knowing yes. what my outcome was for the rest, having kids and all that kind of stuff. Oh so yeah, that yeah. is so cool that you did almost talk to thirty people and okay. you got an idea. And the end, yeah, we are our own worst enemy. We are hard okay. on ourselves more than anyone else is because absolutely. we have this expectation that we should be this or we should, you know. And you're trying to figure out who you are.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and it's um. It's interesting because I've, I've, like one of the things I've been struggling with a lot recently is this whole idea of because everyone's like you shouldn't talk about you know sex politics or religion, right? Because those are those are things that are so taboo, intrinsic, taboo <laughs> and they're so intrinsic to who we are that if someone challenges or someone shares a different idea, we just instantly react, just like butting heads. Yeah. Uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot because I, the, I love thinking about and talking about and, and engaging in these discussions about these things because those are what really matter to me. It's like. That's what the meaning is in life. Let's learn about these things that are actually important. And so one of the challenges I've had recently is, is am I willing to, on my social media platforms, because the easy way would be just be, you know, do do what's, um, oh, there we go. So do what's, do what's comfortable, do what people want to hear, because you're more likely to connect with people, right? But the more comfortable thing is to say what you actually think and be willing to have an open conversation about it, right? Uh, one of the other amazing courses, and, and I'm, I know, like, I've done lots of other courses, I'm not, just, I'm not just saying Landmark is the best, but this is applicable because a lot of these things I learned from, from Landmark was, one of the other courses at Landmark was a communication course, and I had always had, um, again, one of the things that came up in my interview was the idea that I'm, I'm a very dismissive person, right, and I don't listen to people, uh, before making my judgment call, and once I've decided something, there's 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 no making my my changing my mind. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's funny. So I, so I have four sisters, right? And I, I again hyperlogical, <laughs> and and I remember telling because my uh, so I remember telling my siblings when because you know my sister would and it's not just it's not just girls. It's obviously guys do this too, but I think it's more likely with with um, with women are like are they're more likely to want to talk things through, yes. right? And that's the one I never got that. So it's like, I'm hyperlogical. I want a problem and I want to solve it. Right. And so my sisters would call me up and they want to talk things through. And I'm like, okay, what's the problem? And this is what you need to do now. Leave me alone. Like wasting my time. And so I remember actually telling them, don't call me, like call someone else. If you want to work through your baggage, call me when you want to want a solution. (laughs)
1: Logical Mike.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Right. It's like, first of all, it's very, like, obviously they were, they were, a lot of them were kind of like hurt by it, but I, so I, I kind of made that up. But that's kind of the frame I went from. But at the communication course, one of the things they talked about was in communication, it's really bringing out what's what's hidden, right? So I love your example with your with your um, was it your stepmom or your mother or mother-in-law, mother-in-law, yeah. So it's the idea of like of like in communication, there are things that people are just not saying that need to be said in order to get through it. Now the challenge is often they're uncomfortable and often they lead to conflict, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things we're talking about with self-awareness, for example, is is a lot of people are so uncomfortable with the idea of conflict um, that they're, they're, they sacrifice what's, what's really important to them in order to be accepted. Right. And then again, this is why the six human needs maternity Robbins was absolutely amazing for me because I realized this is why people do what they do is because they need that sense of love and connection. Right. They're not willing to say what they actually think because they're so scared that if they say what they actually think, people will reject them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so and so, anyways, it's been it's been really, really powerful for me in that way. Is is one of the things they talked about in the communication course is is come to you and in a nod, my, because the one of the problems is, let's say we're in a, we're in a relationship, right? We're friends, right? And then I, something you do bothers me, right? And then I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, upturn the boat or whatever. I'm just going to pretend it's okay, whatever. What happens is that happens more and more and more. And what happens is it accumulates, right? And yeah. then what happens is over time, this massive amount of problems and. Pissed off moments and things that annoy you about them. And the problem is that, that becomes who they are to you, this annoying, frustrating thing. And then something ticks you off in this. In the, and like Jordan Peterson talks about it, the flood it's just this stuff comes in, right? And the problem with that is then the relationship is so hard because people's emotions are so, 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 I guess you could say in flux, right? So the most important thing I learned with the communication is. Go to someone when something first bothers you and just be honest and don't be judgmental. Just say, hey, this is my experience. What do you think? And that's been, for me, that's been the most amazing thing. Because I think, for example, when we're talking about self-awareness, the first key is people are not willing to be honest with themselves because they're not willing to be honest with other people. Yeah. Right? And so I think the first step to self-awareness is being willing to, because a lot of times we can't tell. Like, for example, you may not know what your weaknesses are, and I may not—I may not know what my weaknesses are, right? I think I'm the best person ever, right? Just so like I need to go to other people and say, "Hey, you know, Amanda, what is what is what is wrong with me? What 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 are my weaknesses? What do I need to get better?" And that takes the the willingness to again have conflict, be uncomfortable, and actually say what you think um, without sacrificing the relationship. I guess so. That makes sense. I think I went on the tangent there, but I hope that makes sense.
1: No, that makes total sense, and but. Okay. I'm going to take that because when you, this is, then this is problems I'm coming across as I am on my journey and getting to where I need to be a lot more. And it's, life is is always a journey. There's no such thing as a destination. But one thing when you are become so aware, you start figuring out how to speak to people. And Mm -hmm. this comes more so from like my close friends, close people around me is that they aren't, yes. they aren't there where I am. I, and I have much more awareness on where they don't even know how to talk to me because the thing is mm-hmm. because you've been doing so much education and you just know, like, you know, there's the reaction. People hold on to a lot over time. And then something you do just pisses them off. Something that I, you know, for instance, that I've done pisses someone off. And then yep. when you're talking about it, then you and they're just keep going into that story and like you know bringing back this thing and you're like okay but what can we do to find a solution as opposed to just honing in and staying in that stuck thing that's where i've been having difficulty because Mm -hmm. i want to move on from that conversation because there's no point it's done it's it happened you get you apologize do you do what you need to do to talk through it but then you just want to figure out what can i do better to how can we make this work Mm. And then the person does not know even what they want, how to make it work. Mm. And then you realize like, well, then what can I do? Mm. And you feel like, okay, well I've done, I've listened and then I've done, but I know there are ones that like, sometimes you just kind of have to like, just be like, okay, this is it. No problem. Let's just leave it at that. And over time, hopefully it gets better. But it's difficulty when you're on this Mm. road and people aren't, on your bus and you're like wondering how to make yes. it work <laughs> it gets frustrating
2: totally <laughs> oh totally yeah and to, be, and to be honest i think this is i think this is you know like one of the things there's there's the big five personality types right uh, traits i should say and there are people that are more agreeable now i am a less agreeable person <laughs> And so I think honestly, and and men on average are more, are less agreeable than women. So I think this is honestly way harder for women than it is for guys because, um, because again, when you're agreeable, you don't want to upturn the boat. Right. And, uh, because that risks a lack of love and connection. Right. And one of the hardest things, and and so honestly, this is, I've always been kind of the social outcast. So honestly, this has been a lot easier for me than almost anyone I know, because I'm uh, one of my, so one of the things I talk about in, in, uh, in landmark, is you is you you have three uh, strong suits, and these are developed over time, and these always these always um, last with you, and they're they're ways of surviving in the world. And my three strong suits are strong, hardworking, independence, right? And so what that allows me to do is part, of especially with the independent side, is I I can be my myself. It's funny because I people talk about it all the time, it's like what are you doing this weekend? Like for example, the girls at the office are like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, well, I'm actually hanging out by myself, and I and people are so confused, they're like, why like what do you mean? Like, are you not hanging out with family? I don't to be alone. And honestly, like I, I, it's the weirdest thing, but I'm actually okay being by myself. And that's one of the hard things is because mm. the things with friends is some people like Jim Rohn has this amazing quote and it's like, you know, I used, I, I, I can't remember the exact quote. I'm going to misquote it, but it's something like the idea of um, I, I used to believe that I could make people successful if I would just carry them with me. Um, I can make them successful if I, if I try hard enough. And he has this, and he basically says, you know, and I, and, or, or, or what it was is he used to say, I'll make things successful if it kills me. And then uh, even if it kills me, <laughs> and then he says, and I nearly died, you know, and so it's this idea that like, you can't carry people, you know, and this is one of the things I love about Colin yes. is it talks about this friendedectomies, you know, yes. and this is what I'm saying is it's a lot in, in, I feel, I feel empathetic for people who are more agreeable because it's harder, you know, it's harder to actually say, I'm sorry, like, I can't be around you right now. Like, yes, you know, um, yes I love
1: you, that you brought that
2: up. Yeah, I know the whole thing, Jim Rohn, Eric Worre, it's, it's the associations, right? There's three levels. There is um, there is limited associations. There are, uh, I, can't, I can't remember the middle one, and then there's extended uh, extended associations. And you have to basically look at your life and say, okay, uh, for example, one of the big concepts we're talking about Make Your Mark is influences, right? Who is influencing you?
1: yes there yeah. We go and, yeah and
2: overwhelmingly and overwhelmingly it's people you know like yeah. the i think the there's a, someone who said like the only thing that changes year to year are the books you read and the people you, you meet right and i think that's actually surprisingly true is is and obviously we could expand books to like audio and video and all that stuff of but Basically, yeah. the idea, like knowledge and people you know and people are overwhelmed just because again we're humans we like to connect um they're overwhelmingly inf- influential right and this is one of the hardest things is is Okay, for example, like my family, when I when I first I was the first person in my family to take the landmark form. And after the landmark form, I was just like, Oh my god, everyone needs to do this. This is life changing, this is amazing. And I and I would go up and I would have these conversations I'd say you have to do this, you have to do this, and have to do this. And as you know, most times when people come to you and say you have to do this, you're like, eh, leave me alone, like I wanna make my own decision. And so I got a lot of that for like my Dominique, who you know actually, she went jumped in right away and we've always been like that. But everyone else is just like, eh, no, not gonna do it. And it really bothered me for a while because it was like, this is life changing like this. Like we just had this very challenging experience as a family. Like this would change the family (laughs) dynamic, you know? Like like, why? Like
1: here. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so it's, (laughs) and so it bothered me because it was like, why are these people willing to do something that will actually help them? Yeah. You know? And, and why do you, so, you think that
1: is? Why do you think that is? Because I'm same with my family where you have had this massive shift. you see all the goodness and yeah. they are like, no, I'm okay. No problem. Like right. I, I, I can stick this out. Yeah.
2: Why do you well, think that is? Well, I think what I've, what i realized about myself is people are willing are, are, first of all, people love being comfortable and yes. anything that makes them uncomfortable. That's new or challenging. They don't like it. Yeah. You know, and um, that's the first thing. I think the second thing too is, is, is you have to admit you're wrong, right? In yes. order to grow, it's again Jordan. I, I'm obsessed with Jordan Peterson right now because I've been reading his book, so I'm quoting him a lot. But he's he's like you have to let the deadwood burn off, right? And so a lot of people are are much more willing to keep their their whole tree in 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 uh, in the way it is because it's comfortable, and that way we can just pretend everything's okay because it's comfortable in the meantime. You know, it's like, for example, if you want to get in shape, you have to go and work out. Like I, I just went to the a CrossFit again this morning and I'm way out of shape. Like I, I was hardcore in CrossFit for about a year and a half and then I have, I've been off for like a year. And so I'm unbelievably out of shape. And, and so it's uncomfortable. It's a lot of work. Oh yeah, definitely. Diet, diet's uncomfortable. Like I would love to eat, you know, and, and, and I've actually been blessed with this, with this, uh, this is interesting actually. I've been, I'm one of those people who's blessed with a, a physique that is naturally ultra skinny. Right now, the problem with that is because most people obviously they gain weight when they start eating. I pretty much lose weight, you know? And so, yeah, I don't like it either because I'm like this ultra skinny guy and I want to be like more muscular. And so, and so it's funny because, but I, but I basically realized early on was like, oh, well, I can um like, I can basically eat anything I want because I'm not going to gain weight. Right. And then, so I was like, oh, whatever, I'm going to be comfortable. And so in the University of Queens for two years, I ate whatever I wanted, like all sorts of just stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> And what I realized was, uh, I, 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 what, what caused the change was I went to the dentist and I had nine cavities. <laughs> oh, nine wow. cavities, right? So you can imagine terrible. the kind of food I was eating. And I brushed my teeth, like I wasn't just being lazy. I actually, no, 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 it was but it's just <laughs> unbelievable amount of oh, sugar. Well, that's and a bill so, and a half. Oh, it was food. terrible, right? Yeah. And so I started getting worried I was going to get like diabetes, and I was like, well, that's a, that's a terrible yeah. idea. Sometimes you need that wake up call, right? Yeah. And so, I, but it became uncomfortable because I. Because, again, looking at it, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to gain weight. You know, it's like I can pass as this skinny guy and be okay. I can eat whatever I want. That's more comfortable. It's harder to diet. It's harder to work out, you know. It's yeah. harder to, when I, when I, you know, something bothers me about you and Amanda, just come to you and instead of being this good, friendly, kind of nice dynamic to say, hey, Amanda, this one thing you did bothers me. And you have a chance, there's a chance you might get pissed off at me, right? And there's a lack of love and connection. So it really comes down to the six yes. human needs. The reason why people stay there is because they're trying to meet their six human needs. Right?
1: Yeah, which we should say them out loud so people understand what they are. Yes,
2: yeah. So uh, certainty, yep. uncertainty or variety, um, love and connection, uh, significance, growth, and contribution. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's basically the idea that people, uh, Tony Robbins basically says it, like if you have an activity or something you do that meets three or more of your needs, you'll be completely addicted, right? Yeah. So if you have something that makes you feel certain, that makes you feel important, and that you get love and connection from... You're good right so it's, it's kind of like the big the the big big fish in a small pond idea yep. it's like i would rather be the biggest fish in a smaller pond and be and be certain that i'm the best feel significant because i'm the best and i get the love and connection because everyone else is like oh you're so amazing right instead of saying oh wow there's a bigger pond out there that i could go and be but i have to be a smaller fish and i have to grow into this bigger fish so, to, so anyways i went off on the one tangent but the point is is coming back to it it's like i think the reason why people don't change is just because it's comfortable and it's uncomfortable to change and number two is people um, People like to be right. Like, we'll do pretty much anything to keep our egos in check, right? And that's one of the hardest things. It's like I would prefer to just be come across as this all-knowing God that never makes a mistake. But it's like, first of all, that's fake, and we all know it's fake. Um, and number two is there's no juice there, right? So anyways, yeah.
1: Yeah, no. And then I love that you brought it back because in the end, in order to change and make a change – one you have to accept where you are at and just one be vulnerable and just like let it go and not let the ego feel like you have to you know you should have been better you should have done this like be vulnerable because when you're more vulnerable you're basically letting yourself one explore all the options that are out there and start being aware of like who is like in your life that is helping you who is not the friendectomy it is about the influences you know because if i Five people that we spend most time with is who we become, and yep. you know, not saying that those five people are bad, but you know, maybe spending less time and doing more things that make yourself feel better, feel happier, mm-hmm. and one, mm-hmm. start learning. Because the thing is, no, where we lose a lot of stuff is we start, we stop learning about ourselves, we start, yeah. we stop, we just get comfortable, and yep. we expect all these things, and but we're not doing the work to do any of those things. No matter what it is, if it comes to your family, if it comes to your work, it comes to anything that makes you feel like it's you, you, you start losing yourself. And most women do that when it comes to, you know, when you start having kids because you, you get lost in that. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong You can because when you're excited because you have this new human in your life and you are like, wow, you just want the human to basically survive at that point. So oh, yeah. you're on survival mode. You will, you will, you're up all night and there's nothing wrong. But, you know, when you start getting comfortable and start understanding how to work with this human, then start bringing yourself back a little bit into it. Uh But it's just amazing that we get lost. And no matter what it is, when life gets in the way, you get lost. And it's like, how do you bring yourself back? And it's when things are all going wrong and you start feeling resentful, start feeling like you're just something like this pent up like motion that's like, where's this all coming from? It's because it's building slowly and slowly.
2: Totally. Totally. And I think one of the challenges is, one of the challenges is, is people would, again, I think the, um, you know, it's, I think it's people would rather be the best in their group than the worst in their group. And I think the only way you are going to get better is you have to, I call it upping your peer group. You have to get around people who are better than you are at yes. whatever you're looking to get better at. Right? And
1: it's hard to do that when you're in it society, is very hard, right? Well,
2: yeah. Well, because you're trying to, you're trying to meet your needs. It's like, I need to feel important. And so what's the easiest way to do that? Find people who are doing worse than me to make me feel good about myself, you know? Yes. So it's hard. It's very hard. Um, but yeah so that's that's i think the main reason why is is but it's honestly like the the whole the, the five people hanging around hanging around the most that is the most important success principle I've learned by or not like it literally if 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 someone i from my study that if you want to become successful the the like ninety five percent of your success will just come to find people who are doing better than you are and spend as much time as you can around them right It's Read the, as much the as growth, yeah. Yeah, read as much as you can. Hang out where they hang out. You know, do whatever you can to just latch on to that because it'll pull you up. It's it's yeah. just a it's just a law. Like so. It, whereas if you have people around you that are on your level or or below, there it's just it's, there's no way to escape the law of averages, right? Mm-hmm. So the five people hanging around the most is like literally that will be where you're at, right? And so the only way to get better is you have to become the lowest person in your group. You mm-hmm. have to be the worst at whatever you're trying to get better at, right? So I have to get, you know, if i want to make more money, I have to find people who are making more money than me and stopping around people who are making as much as I am or less. If yeah. I want a better relationship, I have to make people who have a better relationship. Which, yeah. by the way, yeah. if
1: You're being um, around all divorce people or separate people. They are not probably your type of people because they're yeah. not going to be feeling like, like how you're feeling, feeling happy and all this type of stuff. You're going to be brought down.
2: Exactly, You know, if, yeah. you, if you want to be a happier person you have to hang around happier person that people that are happier than you are
1: Yes, it's so all about it's, energy <laughs>
2: it's, it's it is it's it's yeah. huge and so that's and, and it is hard, but it's That's the that's the thing that has to be done right is the the most important thing and and I got I got honestly I got quite lucky at this because I I um, I got into a uh, a network marketing opportunity early on who are people who are doing better than I did, I had. And then I got into student works painting, which were kids who were all very ambitious and they were doing better than I was, right? And so I had to get better, you know? And then the next jump was, um, Was again make your mark. Like there are people who are doing much better than I'm, right? So it's just it's this constant climbing. That's why I go to Tony Robbins because Tony Robbins is doing much better than I you know? so, am. <laughs> like I need to hang around this guy. You know, oh, so
1: so true. Like doing true. stuff that just like and it's just educating yourself and just bringing yourself doing something that is personal development. I believe everyone should do at least something like a tony robbins it doesn't have to be that but something where you're learning about how to unleash your potential learning yep. more about yourself how to be better and feel better and yep. understand that you know kind of just looking back at your life and seeing where you're at and like what you mm. need to improve on because we always can improve we just totally. they if we keep staying where we're at then how are you supposed to get to your you know seeing your dreams come true seeing that house or that vacation spot or that, um, I don't know, getting, doing really well, uh, with, um, an exercise, like, like, you know, doing those, uh, Tough mutters like doing yeah. something that is completely foreign and learning totally. how, because it's, an ex- you miss out on all those types of experiences when you kind of stay stagnant. Right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of the, like, I've been uh, looking around for CrossFit gyms, and one of the requirements I made is I have to find people who, like, I'm really out of shape right now. So, pretty much most people would be better than me. But, like, when I'm in shape, I'm actually pretty decent. And so, one of the requirements is I have to find a gym where people are going to be better than I am. Otherwise, I'm going to stop growing. And so, that's one of those. Cause, cause the, because the challenge too is because, like, for, and I'll use the gym, gym metaphor is when you go, like, for example, you go, in, let's say, a CrossFit gym. You build, you build and develop relationships, right? So if you go into a CrossFit gym that is the, the best, people are you're on your level or worse. You're going to develop relationships, and that's where you get your loving connection from, right? Yeah. And so breaking off from that gym in order to go find another gym or find people who are doing better than you, it's harder, right? Whereas why it's it's really important. You've got to find. So just I guess I, I just want to go back and just quickly wrap up that piece on like the friends thing is like, like, you, like the most important thing I think is you have to look at like you basically just have to sit down and say okay. Who in my life is bringing me up? Like who, who when I hang around with someone, do, does this person bring me up or did it bring me down, right? Are, are they someone I get energy from? Do I feel excited when I'm talking to them? Do I Am I passionate? Or when I'm talking to them, do I feel depressed about life? Are they always talking about the negative shit? Are they always talking about like the problems, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to look at that. And then it, it's not that you have to completely avoid the people who are, who are being negative. Because again, we all have challenging parts. Is you have to limit your association with them, and you have to expand your association with people who are bringing you up. That is how it works. And we're all humans; we can't help it. We're we like to be connected, and so the the most important thing. And I feel
0: accepted.
2: I, yeah, like we you yeah. have to hang around with people who are going to be higher than us, right? And be pulled up. That's 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 it. You know, and so I, like it's challenging, but honestly, one of the and by the way, it's the, the hardest one is the first one, right? The hardest the hardest person to avoid is that person who is is the first person it always gets easier like that's one of the things I've I've realized recently it's just one step
0: you know like I don't I don't have to get I don't have to get
2: I don't have to get the day right I don't have to get the year right I don't get my future right all all I have to do is get this moment right here right for sure and if I do that everything else will be fine
1: yes that one step I love that you even just brought that up because it is overwhelming when you are trying to change your life Yeah. And I know trying is a bad word to make your mark, but when you are literally looking at your life and you need to make a change, do it all at once. Do that one step, one little thing, one habit, changing that one habit at a time because literally it's overwhelming. And one, you would, I think if you did it all at once, you would retract anyways. You're like, oh, this is too much. I can't handle this. You would feel like so small and want to just curl up and not do anything because it is scary. So, just doing that one thing that will help. And when it, if, when, if it's just like even hanging around people a little bit less, like that certain person you know you should have been doing, and realizing that so that when you start hanging around, you're like, oh wow, I see the difference in myself. Just oh, something like that, but one it's thing huge. at a time to better yourself.
2: It's huge. I've been it's- reading, one of the books we, we've we had is like a book club. We have a book club at Make Your Mark. Yes. One of the, yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> and one of the things we've been, uh, the book we've been reading recently is called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And it's, I there's another book I've read called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And they're both mm-hmm. very similar, but anyways, have you read either of them or heard of either of them?
1: I've heard of the Darren Hardy. I have okay. not heard of-
2: Jeff Olson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah. So I was but it's the idea of, the, and it always confused me, like, why, again, why are the successful people so successful? Why are, you know, people who aren't doing so well, why are they so unsuccessful, let's say, right? And he breaks it down to it's literally just those moments. Because there's this idea that it's this, this overwhelming effort, and it's this overwhelming success, right? If you look at, for example, the richest people in the world, you know, these people have billions and billions of dollars. It's like, my God, like, I can never earn that amount of money, Right? But it's it's not that is like for example, I've read uh, Warren Buffett's biography, and it's fascinating because he literally started with pennies, you know, and he and he built up and he and he went and he delivered newspapers, right? At like 70 cents a thing. And it's just one newspaper at a time, and then he saved that and saved that and saved that. And it's just those micro decisions. And then after he saved up, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars, then he invested and he actually lost money. It's a it's a fascinating story, but theres and it's like just that small little decision, one by one by one by one. That ends up with this massive curve. And what's what's fascinating though is one one habit leads to another habit. Yes, right? it does. So if you get one, if you get this, if you get this moment right, you're much more likely to get this next moment right. Right. Whereas if I screw this moment up, I'm much more likely to screw up this moment. You know. And that's why it's it's so hard. But it's literally just those moment to moment decisions. Totally. So like, which
1: also build up that confidence so that oh, you're believing in yourself and yeah. what you're doing because obviously. I'm sorry to interrupt there.
2: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but, totally. But
1: I'm thinking on behalf of myself when I was literally going through my transformation,
2: yep.
1: those little things where you're making those micro changes, you're building up that confidence to start that <laughs> belief in yourself, belief in knowing that what you're doing because if you you start feeling successful, you're like, wow, you start feeling like that, like the the world is getting a little brighter and you're coming out of that hole and you're actually ex- excited those do not never negate those emotions and moments because those are what pick you up those Absolutely. are what are going to keep you going and you're building up that momentum of that confidence i just wanted to say that in there because yeah yeah don't don't ever mistake those micro moments at all because you were literally missing out on the whole outcome because that's it's a huge. building block that's substantial
2: it's huge like one of the things I love about the the slight edge is he says, like, that's literally it. You know, like slight edge. Think, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's literally just that, like, it's it, i think it's the mastering the mundane, right? Mm-hmm. Is because it's in one of the things I've I've just realized recently, because I had this idea that life was supposed to be this like pleasure island, like it's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be amazing all the time. And one of the things that I that's challenged that is when I'm reading Jordan Peterson, he's his he's basically saying life is, he calls it life is suffering. I don't like suffering because to me, suffering is a choice. What I do agree on is life is pain though, right? Life is painful. And so, and so what the choice there is, is you can choose to avoid the pain and just do whatever is comfortable to make you feel good, or you can embrace the pain realizing it's like, Jim Rohn has this quote, it's like, you can either you you have two choices right you can either have the pain of discipline which or you can have the pain of regret <laughs> yeah. and the and the pain of discipline weighs, or, or sorry the weight of discipline weighs ounces compared to the the the, 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 the pain of, of regret right right and you're
1: always feeling and, heavy when you have regret 100%. exactly
2: you know and so that's pain that's is the, growth yeah exactly you know yeah. di- as it's like make your mark discomfort is growth and it's, it's yeah. so true you know because so true one of You know, I'm a, I'm a huge, I have a huge fan of Will Smith and I love the fact yeah. he's gone on, on, on social media. My God, he's so good. He's so good. I love, I love the man so much. And um, but one of the things he talks about is, is he, he has this amazing interview where he's talking about his fear is he has a fear of fear. And so everything in his life, he just tackles that thing he's scared of. And I think that's honestly, that's, I think the, the secret is like, is Whatever makes you uncomfortable or or scared, if you just go and do that thing, life will just open up for you, right? For sure. And that takes courage, and it's uncomfortable. It's not fun. You know, but it's like, that's all I have to do is, like, I don't need to fix the world, you know? Like, again, like, because I've been on this, like, existential crisis of, like, oh, I need to transform the educational system and do all this other stuff. It's like, no. All I need to do is do the best I can right now, right? Because I've always been this big plan guy, like, five-year, 10-year, 20-year, 100-year plan. Um, but the problem with that, you get overwhelmed because it's like, oh my God, if I screw up all this work, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what I realized is set up an ideal. This is who I want to be. And then what can I do in this moment that is going to make me reach closer to that? For example, it's like when I'm on this call, I'm not thinking about all this other stuff. I'm only focused on how can I make sure I do this call as best, the best I can, because if I do this call the best I can, my life's going to be awesome. You know, and, and that's it. It's like, I just have to do this call well. And then whatever I do next, I just have to do that well. But it's all I, all I got at this moment, you know, yeah. and that's, I it's just, that you said that. yeah, it's, it's what, again, one of the other things I got from the landmark forum was they have this, they have this, <laughs> they have this um, demonstration they do. And so what happens is they have the leader basically uh, have, have this carrot. and so they take a carrot and then they say, you know, when you're, when you're a child, it's like finish high school and you'll be successful. And then they are, so there, there's the carrot, high, uh, high school. And so you run after that and you finish high school, right? You think you've gotten there. And it's like, no, you gotta finish university. So you run after the carrot there. It's like, okay, now you're finished university, now you gotta get a good career and make a lot of money, and so you go do that. And it's like, well, no, you have to now you have to get, you know, find a partner and get married. So you run after that. It's like, oh, now you have to have kids, right? You have to raise the kids, and then you have to bring your kids, and then suddenly you're dead. And what it made me realize was is if like if I'm not able to just focus on the moment, like I'm gonna miss my life, you know? So there's that side. Like, I, I was one of those people who lived in the future and wasn't ever here. Yeah. And then the other side is you've got a ton of people who live in the past. And it's like, it's yeah. always, it's like, I don't know who said this, but it's like, you're looking at life through the rear, rev- rear review mirror. Yeah. And if you're looking at that, you're going to crash for sure. Yeah. You know and so, and it's, you know, and, and, and that's the challenging thing is, is you got to, again, one of the, the things I love about the landmark form is they clear up all that past so that when you when you get to the point they when you leave the form it's there's just this clearing they call it is this clearing in space where it's just like all the crap is now gone from the past and the future we're not going to worry about that we're just going to focus on there's this clearing right here and then all i need to do is get this moment right that's sorry, what i need to do is set up an ideal a goal right and then i just need to do this moment perfectly and well not perfectly i just have to do this moment to the best of my ability and life's going to be great that's it so
1: This is like the best conversation because literally I wanted to show whoever is listening how tangible really it all is. Mm -hmm. And by taking, you know, little bits and pieces from what they, what people have learned today about what they need to do to change, you know, what, what's going, what, what looking at their life and what can they do to make it that much better? What is Mm -hmm. it that they could change? Who is it? What is the environment? Do I really hate my job? If so, why? Mm-hmm. Just asking themselves really good questions on what they could do to better themselves. That's what I Tell want to say. And I definitely know that this is what it was about.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: want to kind of ask one more question.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, with, so I asked this to everybody and you gave so many nuggets today, but because of how much you gave, I want to see, I want what people to understand is what are three things Hmm. That you could tell somebody if this was like your last day and, you know, someone wanted to change to make themselves feel better, understand what they need to do to, about their influences, anything like that. What are three things that are important to you that you can pass on to someone else that want or feeling like they need to do something, but they don't even know where to start?
2: I would say is, I would say the first thing I would do is I would, I would look at my life and say, where do I feel there's a hole, Right. Like, do, do I feel good? Because if I feel good, if I feel perfect, great. Everything's good. But most people, there's a hole. There's something missing. They don't like something here. They don't like something there, right? And, and that, that self-awareness is just looking and saying, I don't like the fact that this is the way it is right now. So what I would say is, look at your life and say, where are the holes? Where are the lacks? Where are the inauthenticities that are, that are happening? Where is, there, where is there pain? Where is there something that's not the way I want it to be? I would do that and then what I would do is as a reverse it's okay so if that wasn't so what would my ideal look like and you create your ideal you create your goal whatever you want to call it you create a you know vivid vision so you so you first look at your life and say where is there a hole where do I not like what is going on where do I feel like there's a lack you know do I feel like there's a lack of meaning do I feel like there's a lack of love do I feel like there's a lack of of you know accomplishments right where is there a lack and then say okay so what would the inverse of that look like where would and because the problem is, a lot of people just h- focus on the whole. They're like, oh, I hate the fact that I'm overweight, you know, and I'm so overweight, and I'm so overweight. it's overweight. They constantly obsess about that, and, and that where you are. So it's like, no, so that you start there. But then what you need to do is you need to create that, that opposite. Where's the vision? So that's the thing I was first going to say is get your ideal. Where's that vision? And then the second thing I would say is find someone who is a representation of that ideal. Mm-hmm. Model. Right? Mm-hmm. Find someone who's a representation of that ideal. You know, so if I feel like I'm lacking love in my relationships, where out there? And if you look, you'll find them. Where out there is someone who actually is having an amazing, juicy, fulfilling relationship? Where is someone out there who is making the money I want to make? Who has the car I want to drive? Who has the? Who is fulfilled? Who is, has the spiritual essence I want? Right? Find them and then model them. Right? And and for a lot of people, you won't be able to go and hang out. Like a lot of successful people don't want to hang out with you because you're going to bring down their average. Right? So maybe what you do is but a lot of them are, are very, you know, you know, people who give a lot. So read their books, you know, watch their videos. There's so much opportunity today. It's like yes. it's like audiobooks, you know, like I I love learning. So, sorry, I love reading. So I, I read. You know, so, you know, it's like, there's all these these nuggets, you know, and again, I think YouTube is going to be unbelievable because you can find anything you want now.
1: That's how I started watching and watching and watching everybody that I wanted, because I'm like, there's something to be said about those people. They, it's not like they had all life handed to them. They've had to work from the bottom to the top. And yeah, yeah, Tony Robbins is definitely not going to hang out with me, but I am definitely sure going to tell us, watch all his videos because they literally speak what you need to do.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's an unbelievable amount. Like you, you cannot possibly consume all the material out there. If you, if you sat and did it for a lifetime, it's impossible. Yeah. There's no, there's no excuse anymore. Like people used to have an excuse. It's like, Oh, I can't go to the, I don't have the money for a book. right? it's like, no, everyone has a phone now. And if you don't, you can go to the library and they'll give you free internet access and you can Google it and watch it. So there's no excuses anymore. If your life sucks, as to why it sucks, like you're just being, you know. Well, I shouldn't say. Stop that, thinking about the
1: suck and start doing. Yeah, you know, so. Action, yes. So
2: that that's the second thing I would say is model, and then the third thing is do something right now, that is going to move you somewhat closer to that. And if you're not sure if it's going to move you closer, try it and see what the result is. Right, if you're not sure that, oh well, I'm not sure if if I should. Go to bed right now. What's well, like? Well, try try not going to bed and see what happens. You know, and see if you see if you feel better, right? But it's pretty simple. Most people are like, no. This is what you need to do to live a successful life. So those those are the three. It's like look at your life, find out where the holes are, um, and 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 flip that to okay. Now these are the holes. What's the opposite of that? What is the ideal? I have number two is find someone to model who has that, and number three is do something right now at just the smallest little thing. You know, it's like. Um, Tony Robbins says like anytime you, anytime you're learning something or you've made a decision, take a small action. You know, it's like, okay, I've decided I want to lose weight. Call someone up, you know, and say, I've decided to lose weight. I don't know what else to do, but I just want to let you know. It's the smallest thing I can think or send a text. You know, it's like, oh, I want to read more books. Well, maybe, you know, I can go on Amazon and order something, or at least go on YouTube, watch a video, you know, it's like, okay, I want to, I want to. You know, I don't know, I want to be in a better relationship. It's like, okay, great. Tell someone you know, I want to be in a better relationship. What should I do? You know, I don't know. Like, there's smallest thing. And, 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 and the key is do it the smallest possible thing that you can do right now. Most people, when they're looking at changing their life, it's like, oh, this is an overwhelming beast. Well, totally. Like, well, no, people
1: just- think, like, it's supposed to be so hard, and it's not. Yeah. You look at work, and it's pain. Everything is pain. And yeah. literally, it is the easiest way it's it's it, life is easy if you mm. actually make it easy and it's yep. just by taking an action and doing it every yep. little step of the way what you're saying there
2: yep no it's like i used to be a lot of people don't believe this now but like i used to be absolutely terrified of talking to um anyone like in a public speaking format and <laughs> so what i did is i literally just started pick up my phone and i would i would talk like this is why i think my videos are i do so many videos because <laughs> yeah, like this is literally i just like I just would, I would like, I'm terrified of talking to a human being. So I'm, so, so I'm just gonna <laughs> video myself talking to myself. Well, you're doing video a great job today. To <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. So it's just like, that's that. So yeah, so, so, where the holes? Find the ideal model and then the smallest little action and do it right now. Don't make it like I wouldn't make excuses. There's like, there, you can always do the smallest little thing. And, and if, and if you're not willing to do that, just make it smaller. It's yeah. like, you don't know, like, you know, if you, if you want to get healthier, maybe you don't need to go to the gym. Just, Go down and do one push up right now. That's the start. Because yeah. when you do one push up, you'll feel good about yourself and you'll feel successful. And then when you feel successful, you're more likely to do the second thing, right? It's like, for example, I don't feel like going to the gym a lot of times. Like, I don't feel like going this morning. But I said, okay, all I need to do is I need to get to the gym. That's all I need to do. If I feel like, if I, you know, that's it. If I'm at the gym, I'm successful, right? What I know myself is that when I'm at the gym, I'm, I'm very prone to social pressure. So someone else have forced me to do it, and then it's like, okay, in a workout, I don't need to worry about doing this. Model. Like today, we did a 30-minute workout, which is absolutely exhausting. But you don't think about the 30, you know, minute workout or the 100 reps you're gonna do. You think about, okay, all I'm gonna do is do this smallest little rep. So if I'm doing a burpee, all I need to worry about right now is just drop to the floor. I can do that. Let's all drop to the floor. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, that's I yeah, that's right. I saying. love.
1: No, that's perfect. It is what you're saying no one feels like doing some half the stuff they do but we do it because we know what our outcome is we want to feel great we mm-hmm. don't want to be feeling guilty that for something that we set the intention of doing and then that's it's just building from there so I absolutely love that Mike how can people find out more about you
2: like um yeah well it pretty much I, I changed all my social media handles to Tom my colleague Yes,
1: um, my, as you can tell, Mike is pretty tall.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I don't think you can actually tell in in this in this shot, but yeah, I'm six six, so I'm quite tall. And I, because I, I was thinking about, I was like, what can I do that's gonna that's gonna make me stand out? And it's like, well, I already got something. I was already born with something that makes me stand out, so I might as well use that to my advantage. People think it's funny, so it's like, okay, well, that's easy to remember. It's all Mike. So yeah, that's that's what I would say. So.
1: So, what's your social handles so that people can connect so, with you?
2: Yeah, at at Tom tall, tall Mike Hawley, pretty much on everything, like Facebook, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh pretty, yeah, I will link pretty... this all in the description too. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think even I think even LinkedIn, I think I think they're all tall to my Right? Just or <laughs> just type in Michael Hawley and or look through Amanda's profile and I'll I'll be there somewhere. So
1: and we'll link it in the, the
2: box below.
1: Mike, yes. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Your energy was it was just radiated. If, people see this video you're going to see Mike all over the place where he's just so excited to chat it was absolutely delightful to watch and you're what you yeah. have to say is exactly how it is it's literally you can't get more raw than just basically taking that one action step and that's how it started for me that's how it started for you that's how it started for all these mentors and inspirational people out there so thank you so much
2: yeah and I mean I wanted to acknowledge you for a moment because um, you're, you're such, to me, you're the, like the embodiment of like radiant love. Like I remember, I, and I'm not just saying this, I actually mean this. I remember when I, I did my, uh, my, my make your mark event business mastery. And I remember you specifically because you had such a beautiful smile at the front of the room. I remember you specifically because I was like, that girl is happy. Like she is like joy. And I was just like, I want that. And, uh, and it's just like, to me, you're just like this radiant, uh, just like, I don't know, it's just, it's so beautiful. And so I wanted to acknowledge you because I know they, obviously this is challenging and I know it's not easy all the time, but I wanted to let you know is I, I think what you're doing is amazing. And I, I just wish there were more people in the world like you because they're absolutely just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel, always feel good when I'm, I'm, I'm talking with you. So, yeah.
1: Oh, I'm blushing, and I just <laughs> want to say thank you so much. That really means a lot to hear because, yeah, this is definitely not easy, and um, yes. I, what I want to portray and exude, I'm glad that you saw that because yeah. in the end, I want people to feel loved and feel happy, and that's why this is called Relove and Rise is because, Amazing. you know, it's about loving and growing, and from there, I think you can do anything and feel unstoppable, so thank you. Amazing.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad we can make this happen, so thank awesome. Me too. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you later.
1: Love the episode of the Relive and Rise podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is really appreciated. If you would love to connect with us, head over to ReliveandRise.com and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter for more free materials. See you on the next episode.